welcome to another episode. I'm Mr. Pierre. Mr. Obwande. I'm Mr. Thomas. I'm Mr. Davis. We are, yeah, we are. That that voice you hear right there is the fourth the fourth black storm in the house. Um, it is not often that you get four black men who are educators. And so we are privileged to have another black man um, on the podcast. So Mr. can we Davis. give it up for four black men? Let's give, yeah. it up. Let's give it up. Yeah. Mr. Davis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Davis. Yes. Yeah, Welcome to the podcast, sir. Yeah. What do the students call you when you're in the classroom? They just call you Mr. Uh, Davis. We have a different school culture in, in West Hollywood. Uh, I, I'm Marshall. I'm just Marshall. No way. First name oh, basis, yeah. huh? Yeah. That would be weird for me. Like, they found out my first name the other day. I looked at him like, no, sir. Not like, on that level. You got two first names. So, like, why are we front? <laughs> <laughs> I tell him my first name is Mr. Right, Mr. Yeah, that's my first name. What's your middle name, Dot? <laughs> <laughs> it works. For real. So they call you first say. name. First name basis, huh? Yeah, 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 everybody. Yeah. yeah. A question though, how does that help for you in the classroom setting? Like, does it make it feel like it's a better culture there, or is it just like, you know, like a disrespectful kind of thing? How they say it? Good question. It, it's interesting, um, and I think being called by my first name, I, I think about times back when I was working at an after-school program. When you were that like young person just coming into education, and like the only job opportunities you were getting were like after school programs, and those kids they would they wouldn't say Mister right they would just kind of call you by your first name because like you were young you didn't feel that you got that respect at that it's time. After school, <laughs> yeah, it's after school, right? It's informal, right? Yeah. And so um, I think I have to kind of go back to like that mindset because then it makes me like feel younger, even though I'm like what like nine years into education. So one, it makes me feel like I'm, I'm younger. I still got like something to, to prove, you know, um, at least to myself, you know, so that I, I feel like I kind of regain that title every day that I'm still putting in that work. That's their title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought it would be like a, like a certain dip and like respect, but I don't, I don't hear that from your. No, nah, I don't, I don't think so. Um, just cause like, Everybody knows to respect the elders, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. right. So um, I feel as though I, I get that respect. I don't, and for students that, that don't want to respect me, right? Because I do get like some of those, right? We are. Um, it, for, for the environment that I'm in right now, it's never been malicious. It's more like, yo, you got something going on that you need to figure out, like, and you're trying to take that out of me. Whatever, like, you can say all the things you want to say about me, but I'm not going to take it to heart because I know that you, you're dealing with something a lot worse than what you spin out, so. Wow. Steve. I, I don't know. I, I got another question for you, Mr. Davis. So, I mean, we all met at the same school, South LA, mm-hmm. um, and now you're in West Hollywood. How is the educational dynamic there between students? Like, like we said, you know, South LA is Mister, West LA is Marshall. Marshall. Yeah. yeah. Like, how does that like dynamic feel? Like, just in the classroom. Um, 
well, I want to take you back to like my onboarding experience, right? Um, so there was really no, you know how like a typical uh, title one school, turnaround school, you have PDs throughout the summer, just getting yeah. you prepared. Like, hey, here's the mindset that we need to be getting into. And at some points it does get repetitive because they hit the same notes like throughout the summer. It's like, okay, why am I at this PD? Why am I sitting through something I already know? Yeah, I know how to implement, right? that didn't happen at all at this school. So I was getting, I was going to check, you know, every two weeks for two months, nobody called me, no email, not how's your lesson plan going? Are you prepared for the school year? Nothing. Yeah. Complete freedom or what? No one checking in on me. I got, I didn't get no emails. Nobody had no deadlines for me. They were just like, give us a list of books that you want students to buy for your class. And that was it. That's all I heard from them for two months. Let's backtrack a little bit. Um, what subject do you teach? What grade do you teach? So I teach seventh grade history and sixth grade history as well, too. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Man, so these have left you alone, full autonomy, just yep. faith and grace. Yeah. So I, I, if I wanted to, I could have flew to Miami, had me a good-ass time. You mm-hmm. know, no one checking in on me. I, if I wanted something, I had to reach out. Right. Like, hey, I didn't even meet my department head. I had to reach out to my department head and say, hey, you know, let's have a conversation. You know, what are some of our goals or metrics that we're focusing yeah. on these students? That, right. that, but that whole mentality, right, is completely absent at this school. Man, why the difference? Like, could any one of us four speak on that? Like, what did that? How do you think the difference is? I mean, you're you're in there. You've, you've been at, you were with us. Inside. I have my thoughts. I, I, I figure, you know, I hear from one of my, my fellow brothers first. <laughs> I, I was speaking of Marshall, like Davis, like what, what yeah, do you think? Yeah, that be said? Davis, yeah. um, what do I think is the reason is like they're the, our leadership and, and uh, Akima, I texted you yesterday. I was like, you know, we got our own issues with our school, right? Yeah. Uh, this man has been trying to recruit me for weeks. Still thinking I was about like, it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I like how you dropped that nugget what you know with the leadership in our media yesterday he's like yo he's trying to get us I'm like nah, I've seen, <laughs> I seen that look in the meeting we got our, we got our issues right like I, I swear like at the school um they're a private school but they also have scholarships and they have a lot of students of color come from Inglewood um mm. and, and like these kids they're getting on the bus for like hour 45 just to get yeah. to school every morning yeah. from Inglewood you know what I mean um, some school, some kids don't even show up because it takes so goddamn long. They don't got a ride. They don't show up to school. Right. Um, but like, they don't really trip much about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like just the black kids from Inglewood that are not showing up. Yeah. Like, the rich, white, rich ass white kids that don't show up. Yeah. Uh, got already forty absences for the year. You know what I mean? Um, and so their whole mentality and approach even to student attendance is like kind of not like in terms of teachers our attendance we're expected to be there every day but uh our attention detail to lesson planning to metrics whatever you want to call it um is completely like hands off Mm. completely that's beautiful that's beautiful and that's a great thing (laughs) but the big problem is the big problem is now and, and it's very interesting. And I, I like thinking about reaching out to Sue so that she can connect with our head of school yeah. is because he's leaving. 
he's the founding head of school. He's been there for six years okay. and he's being leaving. He's leaving. And I, I believe that he's being pushed out by the board because he wants to expand the number of schools that are structured like this. Yeah. But uh, the board doesn't want that because it means more taxes and more school locations that they have, right? The yeah. more overhead that they need. And then sometimes when you try to scale something that is intended to be small, yeah, like it's, it's literally a, <laughs> you can't do it. It's like a complete opposite. Yeah. Um, and so he's leaving. Um, and so we're, everybody's kind of concerned about the new type of leadership that's going to come in because yeah, we definitely do need a, a type A person to come in, but because it's such a tight knit community, they yeah. can't just like insert somebody. They have to find somebody within the community mm-hmm. to, to leave the school. And somebody already fits the mold and they just go exactly. with the flow, yeah. not, not built Rome all over again. Exactly. So it, 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 we, we don't know what's going to happen in the next five months. Even now we're, we're pushing for him to, to still stay, but he wants to open up more schools that are not just open to the elite. Cause again, I, I teach kids who are like able celebrities, Yeah, you know, their parents are able celebrities. So it was just like, so does the board not want him to provide this type of service to everyone? They just don't want to scale. Mm. They say we want one school location. Right. Right. Um, the, the format is, is that, the school will never go over 200 students in total. And uh, through that, there is, uh, we only have classes two times a week. I only teach a full classroom Tuesdays and Thursdays. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm tutoring. I have two on ones. So I'm working with students independently. Okay. Like, hey, we're gonna, if you're fast, I'm getting them forward. Like, okay, hey, I'm boosting you forward. You're getting a lot faster than everybody else. Those kids that like don't show up for, you know, 40 absences. I'm getting yeah. them caught up. You know, okay, let's just do the things that I assigned in class while the kids that can go faster, we're doing extra shit in tutoring. Wow. Mr. Marshall, this is a totally different like experience from what any of us are dealing with right now. Yeah, and I'm telling you, this this school model is completely different. And like it's it's totally it's it's hard because you sit down and you're kind of like when I do tutoring, we're in one big room with these yeah. other teachers, you know, um doing tutoring with other students two on one. Um, and so it's just really interesting. Um, the model, I believe it works because like I get some kids like, uh, from what they call play schools where Mm -hmm. from K through five, they didn't do really anything academic. Their reading level is garbage. Their writing level is garbage. Like it's not even up to grade level. Like they're reading sometimes at a third grade level. Is is this still the same group of like affluent kids or are you talking yes. about everyone yes. else? Same group of affluent okay. kids. Are schools in the hills that they call play schools. Yeah. They're K five. They're not really learning that much. They're they're learning through play. And that's mm-hmm. the mentality at that school. And so mm-hmm. they come to sixth and seventh grade here at uh, where I work at. Um and you know, their reading level, reading at the fourth grade, level, their math skills subpar, right? They're not meeting those metrics. I mean, even though we don't take any state testing, you could tell just based off of, you know, this is a private school. We don't do state testing. No, t- what? No. So... And like the funny, the funny thing is, is that the same problems that you have with students in, in South Central, in South LA. Yeah. Same problems over here. Like, in West Hollywood, they yeah. got more money, but they got the same gosh darn problems. And I'm like, man, this this whole system is kind of rigged, right? Yeah. Um, especially in terms of how uh, people structure like their charter schools. Because I remember 
um, talking with Sue, how she went through a seminar and learning how to structure a charter school in terms of culture and behavior, and how they should structure it kind of like a military school. Like everybody sit up, everybody walk in lines, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and she realized over time that that model doesn't work. And it clearly doesn't. Yeah. But a lot of people are afraid to give, you know, students of color that leeway that rich students get because they don't have a safety net. And yeah. essentially it is true, right? If I put you through this world without learning how to read and learning how to write and be a critical thinker, right? Um, you won't have money to back up everything else. You don't have the network. You don't know the right yeah. people to give you the opportunities yep. We would always see somebody who's yeah. underqualified get those opportunities because it's not what they know, it's who they know. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. so the aristocracy yeah. continues. I think that kind of leads to my question that I have for you. Like you're talking about like you got 48 absences, they only come, you only work like two days a week, like quotations, you know, and you're there. Do you think it's <laughs> because of, you know, you're in West Hollywood, you got these A-list actors, kids you know that they don't want to deal with the backlash of their parents as to where south la they really just don't care like they're here these people have the money and the influence to do things for their schools and push their kids like private tutors and things like that well yeah because there's a lot of kids that do have private tutors right and um particularly and i can say um i can say i taught this one student um, his father's really famous. He's a, a 90s pop group singer or whatever. Right? Um, and I, I see his work and I can tell someone else did it. I'm like, you didn't do this work. I see what you do in class. Kids in sixth grade, right? Already very ingrained into them that they can get somebody else to do their work for them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, so I love it. Paying for my problems to go away. That's that's my mentality. I, I wish I had enough money to do that. <laughs> Paying for my yes, problems man. to go away. Facts. And it's, it's a very it's a very interesting like dynamic to deal with, right? Because uh, we we say that you know parents in South LA like don't care about their students' education. Well, what I've seen is that even in like parent communication in my job. I thought I would have to be in more communication with parents as I did at California Collegiate. Yeah. I was in more communication with, you know, students at California Collegiate than I was at my school. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm calling, 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 you know, working for that charter school. Yeah. At this private school, like, they say, hey, sorry to bother, bother you. Like, they email me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's an inconvenience. I'm like... <laughs> That's my job. That's my job. <laughs> it's what I signed up for. You know, like man, like you don't have to chase them. They they come hunting you down. That's yeah. Sometimes that's, I mean, there, there are some parents that are overbearing. They got like the helicopter parents. Um, and it's just an email here and there. But I definitely email them every week. Um, and there are you know other issues and factors that kind of go into that as well too because uh, mental. Mental health has been such a prevalent thing. Um, I had one student; she now wears gloves because she's so nervous to pick her nose until it bleeds. You know what I mean? Mm. Now she's like, you know, wearing gloves, gloves like just, the, the just gloves to make a better answer. Yeah, she was, you know, just be so gloves. Hey, with the gloves on, you can. You can but like your nails, your nails won't like you know. But with the gloves, though, it's like it's like cloth, you know. Like, <laughs> you take it a cloth in there, you you know, you ring, you know. If you know, you know. 
<laughs> it makes it more comfortable when you're reaching for gold. You know, yeah. You <laughs> keep your fingers clean too at the same time. The money mess up that thousand dollar manicure. That's crazy. We don't have that much grace at, at my location, and, and it's funny you say that because uh, our kids have to do a lot of work. Our kids have to show up every day. We're hunting them down. They have to be in line. You know what I mean? They we we barely get time to tutor them. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you ever feel like you're in the wrong location sometimes? Um, no. Uh, because like I feel as though that every school has its own unique problem. I put unique in air quotes, right? Because mm-hmm. we're all human. Um, and I I always try to find a way to bridge that gap, whatever it may be. Because like everybody's culture sometimes is out of whack. Um, some leadership doesn't do the things right that they need to do yeah um and at some points you know you i think everything just has an expiration date you yeah. know um and everything's a learning opportunity yeah. um, do you ever feel like um you're you're doing a disservice to students like you by being over there on that side and not like being your best self or doing the best you can for your community by being over there. Like, do you ever feel any of that, any of those inclinations? Um, no. No, okay. It's like, uh, I don't feel that, um, as a teacher, I don't subscribe to the, the thought that I owe somebody anything, right? Um, is that I'm giving out of my own heart, right? It's right. like you're not, I'm not giving to the wrong people. I, don't, I never feel like I'm doing that. Because, right. um, like, I feel as though that, like, there are ways to to give even to the people that are up your class. And I know that seems like weird, right? Yeah. Um, but as a teacher, giving them knowledge and you know, the understandings of uh, you know, people who come from a lower class, because I had this argument with our dean students, right? Because she was like, you know, hey, Marshall, what do you think about our behavior systems and all that thing, all that stuff? And I was like, well, you know, the school, they don't believe in consequences, right? They literally, they go out of their way to tell students that they're not in trouble. So if anything goes wrong, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is that you're not in trouble, right? And I find that, uh, disparaging in, in, in the least right and so uh there aren't again any consequences they make this very clear um that we have restorative justice and there's been many examples of missed opportunities of restorative justice even racially restorative justice happening at that school yeah. so this was a missed opportunity and we should have done it the way that you prescribed that you were supposed to do it like you didn't even follow your own motto like that's kind of uh. Um, but besides that is that when they don't have consequences I said hey here's a recommendation right I went to this charter school um, in Crenshaw I only worked there for like two weeks but I noticed a lot of their systems one of their systems was like kids who had detention they would uh, join what they call campus beautification they would literally just go around wiping down surfaces tables doorknobs whatever right just they just have Sanitary ones. Free labor. Like, free labor. Free labor. Consequences you know I mean? for your actions. Yeah. Exactly. And so those, those those conversations would be happening during while they're cleaning. 
like, hey, you know, yeah. Yeah. We, we were not, you know, regulating our behavior today, whatever, whatever. And they would have those conversations during campus beautification. Like, this is a good system. I would use this, right? Because my favorite, one of my favorite movies is uh, Bruce Almighty. I don't know if you, y'all remember that movie with uh, Jim Carrey. Morgan and, and Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is right? one of my favorite actors, and, uh, by the way. Jim Carrey, right? He as God, he messes everything up, and he's like, he's like, "Yo, God, how do I fix this?" And Morgan Freeman hands him a mop, and he has that conversation with him that whatever mess you make, you can clean it up by walking backwards, right? Just like as you mop, you walk backwards, and then just clean up your mess. And I, I sent that to our dean of students. They're like, "Yeah, I like that," but the thing is, is that if we have our students clean, they're going to associate cleaning with consequences. And that cleaning is a bad thing. And they're going to think that um, people who clean are bad people or they're less worthy people or people who get in trouble. And I'm like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, you know, like, you know, uh, most, you know, people of color, right? They're like cleaners and stuff like that. And I'm like, and I don't want them to think that, you know, they're less than. And I'm like, they already think that. So why aren't you? <laughs> and it was, so it was a- how, how do you deal with, someone who's misbehaving or needs some type of consequence so we have um three school psychologists on staff at the, at the school uh, i'm sorry how many three uh, yeah that took me by by i'm like wait a minute like on so campus, campus, like, my, on campus they're all the time Jeez. wow right in their own offices are there like, any for the okay. teachers um, so instead of you know sending them down to the dean's students or anything like that, we send them down to what they call human development. Interesting. Wait, 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 wait. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Like, I'm glad you I, came today. Seriously. That that's insane. Like we would we have to fight for people to get seen. And y'all got three. Three of them things. Three of them things. And then, like, wow. ours are slammed back to back to back, and they come, like, one day a week, if that. If that. That's insane. Man. So, like, in terms of infrastructure, they are missing things, right? Like, um, all we have is a basketball court, right? We don't have, like, a full school. It's not, like, super beautiful. I don't even have my own classroom uh, where there's – I kind of teach in, like, our little library. But our library only fits, like, 15 people, right? Um my my classes are small. I, I my largest class is thirteen kids. So we already see the difference. Class sizes, <sighs> the way they, they deal with consequences. Tell us more. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna just put it out there. I, I'll, I'll see you later, Mister Guande. I'll see you. It's not, it's not always greener on the other side, though. This, hey, this side um, ain't green either, but uh, okay. There's there's downsides as well too. Like if I if there's somebody out and needs coverage, I have to kind of cover their class if I have a free period, right? Um, and I don't get paid for that extra class that I teach. I mean, that's like every day for me. So yeah, you get paid for the day, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your job is your paycheck, basically. <laughs> so wow. and, and we don't have a substitute pool. Um, okay, that's the same for us. That's you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like. There are some upsides, but there are some downsides as well, too. Yeah.